0: Welcome to season six.
1: Season six of This Most Unbelievable Life.
0: I'm Sherry Spiegel.
1: I'm Paul Fitzgerald. And
0: we're glad you're here.
1: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Mmm. Hey, Paul. Hey, Sherry. I was going to say who's going to talk first. We didn't rock, paper, scissors. I know. We just
0: stared at each other for a minute like, Yeah,
1: like we we sometimes do.
0: This podcast is going to go best if we start talking.
1: It will. That's sort of... I think what I said right before we started to record is that is kind of our shtick, isn't it? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, when people ask what I do, you know, there's a, a list of strange, esoteric, random things, but it usually starts with, well, I have this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, that's what's kind of, well, it's like
0: Tyrion Lannister says I drink and I know things. <laughs> yeah. And I think I would say I push a button and then I talk.
1: And then I talk, you know, uh, and the the blessings of this is that I talk to this other person who also presses a button and talks. And oftentimes we're talking about similar things.
0: <laughs> it does seem that but not, way. But
1: not always. <laughs> 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 but not always.
0: It's after uh, our last episode where we did the experiment with um, our time clocks for yeah, who can yeah. talk. Like now one week we'll just take turns like – pausing at intervals and then put it together and see if it makes sense record separate
1: yeah that's interesting yeah kind of a mix and match yeah um it's like a can you assemble a conversation out of uh out of random things said during the day yeah i was curious about that i mean that last episode that just came out um it's like i, th- I think listeners might have picked up on this. I'm not sure if you have not yet listened to episode 69, give it a listen and you'll know what, uh, what this is all about. Um, You could, you could sort of tell there were, there were pauses between it. Wasn't the, the, the normal flowy banter as much. I'm, I'm noticing that now it's like, if I would have gone through after the recording was all assembled and everything and like chopped out the, the non speaking parts, between everything we would have probably knocked about 10 minutes off of that episode just from the it took a couple of minutes to to press the mouse and it took it took a second to press the mouse and it's like
0: it did um and i often had to do it twice and then i would fidget with that before i would start talking yeah i wondered i haven't gone back and listened to it myself either and but i've been curious about it um and i wonder if we just seem more polite like and now you sir what would you say (laughs)
1: I see the ball is in my court. I will now offer this. You know, I don't know. I, I rarely, and that is usually code for like never, um, go back and listen to our old episodes. I do. Um, not, uh, the, not the whole thing. The pieces every once in a while I end up getting listened to for whatever reason, like never, the like the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think I, I ever have.
0: I do on occasion, and it's mostly when I can feel us circling back to a concept that um, – Because, I mean, let's be honest, we've talked about this. We only talk about three things on this podcast, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. And, but what I notice is that when we circle back to those topics, um, we've ultimately, like, evolved in our understanding, I think, of them. Yeah,
1: you were saying that the other day. You were telling me about that.
0: Yeah, so I was listening to the Rates of Things episode. right. Which I remember adoring that episode, and I remember people who listened to the podcast getting a lot out of it, and yeah, they like folks like that it. one,
1: yeah, folks like that one.
0: yeah, and then I listened to it um just like maybe the first twenty minutes or so, um and I was so struck with how afraid of my own body I was then mm. um like oh who would who would think for, like. To process events from, like their heart and their body, yeah. um, and now, like I think in the last year, I made the re- realization that I am not my brain. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, well, yeah, no, like I don't know. Sometimes you got to figure out like how's that fit, like how's that sit with you in your in your flesh suit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, we were so young. Right. <laughs> it's like looking back at baby pictures. It's like, oh, look at us. We were so young. It it's like, sad. oh, when was that? It was like, I don't know, a year ago. You know, like I said. Yeah, it was It was a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That mm-hmm. one, yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was a, one was a lot of fun. That one was, it was a lot of fun. Um. So what, you don't have a, you don't have a what? You don't have a, you don't have a, a brain? You don't have a mind? You don't have a, th- yeah. you don't, your thoughts are not yours? You're?
0: I have a brain. I am not my brain. Yeah, I was going to
1: no, you have the brain. I got that. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just am more than just my brain.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But I remember that episode, we were both super sketched out by, like, hearts and emotions and how's that feel all to these you? Peop-
1: all these people walking around talking about how they feel all the time, you know. Ugh, yeah. So inconvenient, these uncomfortable things that move through us. Um I don't know. I might have to go back and listen to that one too, see what's, uh, see what that is. Yeah, we we do occasionally talk about some updates to previous yeah. episodes uh, when we do, and that one I think it's gets, gets brought up more than more than many.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I think I think
0: it's interesting because I think in that episode we were both sketched out about feelings and heart stuff. And then we started more recently playing with the nonviolent communication stuff. Yeah, right. And within that, you know, there's a whole framework of being able to name what you feel and then also name what you need. Yeah. And I find that you and I practice with the "What do you need today?" Yeah, a lot. But we don't we don't spend a lot of time with a. So Paul, how are you feeling? Feeling. uh, What feeling would you name?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I said this when we talked about the nonviolent communication in that in the episode a couple of weeks back. Um, It's like, I like that there's a list, you know, of like, these are your It's like, it's looking at the it's like looking at the dinner menu. Yeah, you know, it's like, so what are you feeling? It's like, what do you mean? What am I feeling? It's like, well, here's a list of like 100. It's like, (laughs) and they're even sub 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 subdivided into categories, you know, about what it might be here. If you can like narrow it down to this, it's probably one of these eight or or something. Yeah, um, and it it seems almost silly to. It's like what I I need to choose from a list. And uh, But when you have that list in front of you, sometimes you find that it really is helpful and that it's like, no, it's it's equally helpful sometimes when you're sort of close to knowing what it is to say, no, it's not that one. No, it's not that. Ah, it's this. It's this one, right? Freaking here. Um, Because I think a lot of, People, and I'm going to like now shift into like this huge cultural statement about our society and the Western world and all this kind of stuff, which I've been known to do every once in a while. Um, We do in the Western world, I think. (laughs) Some folks might disagree with your previous statement that you are more than just your, your, your brain and your thinking mind, because everything in the Western world puts that at such a premium. Mm hmm you know and i, I was rem- or i was remembered of that reminded remembered
0: that's I your thinking rem- brain that's concerned that's my thinking about brain is I, yeah.
1: um was we we talked about this i don't think we recorded it when we did it was one of the one of the times when we were not recording what we were talking about and um, how often i've gone so far over my 30 seconds by this point um, <laughs> it's like when when you when you meet somebody you're like you're curious about somebody you said hey what are you thinking about You know, and it's like, is that, is that always the best question to lead with? Because it it could be something, because, you know, and because the irritating thing that comes up is sometimes I say, nothing, Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not thinking anything. It's like, what do you mean you're not thinking anything? And it, 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 I mean, just the way that we start conversations and inquiry with each other presumes that thought. Is the is the front runner of the yeah. it, The thought is the engine that which every that that pulls everything else. And yeah. I, I don't think that's true. Which is why I mean, it's like if you start with "So, how you feeling?" It's like, uh, what? I mean, it's almost mm-hmm. off-putting to to be asked that. It seems so personal.
0: Yeah, you know, it does. It, it seems so personal. It it does. It's it's this idea of like, oh, feelings are somehow personal, but thoughts are. Well, we we talk about them like thoughts are cheap, like. Right. Like penny for your thoughts, like I wouldn't pay more than a penny for a thought because they're worthless, but they're also in hot supply. Whereas like, I don't know, like 25 bucks for how you feel right now, Paul.
1: (laughs) This is a simple supply and demand question. I mean, would it be cool if somebody had a a started a journal um, that doesn't that doesn't publish what people think, but it publishes what people feel? Hmm. It's like write about what you feel and submit it for public. Maybe that's Twitter, uh, you know. Hey,
0: Paul, I think that's called poetry.
1: Yeah, yeah, that may be. You know, I, I was thinking, I must be missing something here. That must already exist in some <laughs> format that my biology dear listener, science brain Paul has isn't... been
0: in STEM too long.
1: Yeah, yeah, too much. Welcome mass.
0: to the humanities. We yeah. care about how you feel.
1: Yeah, but I mean, academic journals. It's like you, you know, you go to the library stacks. Uh, and this is entirely my own experience, though, being a STEM. STEM student, you know, um, it's all just, we did this intellectual mental stuff and then we did this thinky stuff and then we did that logical thing. And then we did this other intellectual stuff. And then we wrote about it as an intellectual exercise and here it is world, you know, and it's like, no wonder, no wonder scientists are notoriously bad at, uh, emotional connection. Not that all of them are, or, you know, or, I mean, I'm talking about like that, professor frinks of the world you know from futurama or whatever you yeah know? um well but it's like i mean so much of a premium is, premium is put on the neck up yeah you know
0: well i mean it's kind of interesting too and i feel like we're it's almost like you batted the ball into this particular court where now i have to like take the conversation in this direction <laughs> And um, I resent you for that. But that's okay. We'll keep going. Um, so <laughs> it reminds me of this piece that I recently had published in um, on an academic blog called Teacher Scholar Activist. Yes. <laughs> see, I was like, he's... Love that. Yeah, he wants this to happen. I see it. Um, but a lot of what that piece is all about, it's, you know, called Open Heart, or what did I... Yeah open heart rhetoric this idea of like when we're reading other academics in the field particularly Mm -hmm. written to people in my writing studies community um inviting people to hear one another with an open heart to think about the thoughts and the feelings and the needs of the people we're writing to and for um instead of doing it all above the neck and so this piece in a lot of ways for me felt very vulnerable to write because it was very connected to how we feel our way through our ways of knowing in academia. But then um, I it came out and I shared about it on the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I posted about it in a very neck up way. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, right. Which Paul has been taunting me for. Um, <laughs> it almost gently. does cross
1: the line into taunting, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. It almost is taunting. <laughs> I get in my Sherry voice, which is "Hey Sherry," <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly yeah, so, what I sound like. Yeah, I, I published this thing. You know, it's like yeah,
0: yeah. I think the exact statement was something like, "I said this was published today." Yeah, I don't yeah. own like that. No punctuation. I posted it like
1: yeah. so this came out today.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um,
1: we'll put a link in the show notes. You
0: know. Right, but I didn't i didn't want to admit that i felt (laughs) any kind of way about it um because that's vulnerable making right yeah right yeah totally totally um and it feels you know like would i dare go on a social media platform and say that i'm proud to put out this piece because it reflects how I currently feel in my academic field. There's Ew. no
1: reward for that. Yeah, there's no reward for that.
0: Close. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's not the that's not the currency by which the that field right conducts itself. Yeah, in business
0: or any of academia, really. Right. Um. But that's. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that a lot of what that piece is calling for is the need to hear other people not just with our intellectual brains
1: yeah right and uh i i would uh kind of ex- I, I i don't know where to start this i mean i obviously am like stuttering and stammering over here you know i started with i might suggest or i wonder what or in the past i have so i'm still trying to sort myself out mm-hmm But I mean, when, when, when really gets down to it in the, in the, in the weeds with actively engaged, I shouldn't even, that makes it sound kind of negative. You're doing Um, so
0: much shooting of yourself over there. I know.
1: I know. I'm trying to navigate these treacherous waters of of nonviolent communication, (laughs) the treacherous waters of (laughs) nonviolent communication. I mean, like, uh, it'd be funny.
0: The unknown for sure.
1: Yeah. Um cuz it's like it's i not you don't know how to describe it cuz it's like you're listening with your ears but it's like you're not you're not thinking of what to say i mean it's like you're feeling what happens to yourself as it comes in and um it's like oh, huh, huh. so it's like you're you're listening with your body more than you know yeah it's it's not what do i think about this it's like how does how does what this person is saying what, what, what am I feeling as this person says this? Is yeah. what, what am I feeling as these words come in? Because I almost slipped up. I almost slipped up, uh, dear listener, and said, you know, the, the way that this makes me feel. And it's like, those words didn't make you feel that way. It's like your own conditions in your life and your history is, is what's causing you to feel this way. When yeah. you hear these words and these are kind of being triggered by this. Um, but it's like listening with your body. Yeah. Is is the is the basis of this. And then you start kind of seeing these connections with well, what what I'm feeling ultimately kind of boils down to this is it's showing up somewhere in a place that I can like physically feel. And and that sort of was sort of the the slightly barely germinated seed, I think, of that, you know, of that podcast episode a year ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean uh... <laughs> Huh. words are so funny right like so yeah like we were we were planting seeds i think through which our own understanding has been allowed to grow and i mean i think that's ultimately i wonder what it looks like from our listeners point of view like does it look like we're rewalking the same path over and over and yeah, over yeah i'm again? curious
1: it's like it may it may not
0: yeah. um but more and more i'm thinking you know everything is cyclical so yeah we're gonna we're gonna cover the same ground over and over again yeah but this idea like you mentioning you know we have planted a seed and seeds germinate this also relates to a thing paul recently wrote
1: i did i did i did
0: would you like to say more words oh okay (laughs)
1: like but more about what you wrote uh yeah there's new yeah, I, I I it looks like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know demean and debase myself before I say anything interesting about about it if anything interesting comes out I, I post like four pot four uh, blogs a year <laughs> <laughs> my rate goes up and down right um but I felt something coming uh, a week or two ago and I and I kicked one out on this really strange word that I always it made me feel a little uneasy and it might be because it just sounds weird to me. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the word cultivate.
2: Yeah.
1: The word cultivate. And so there's a, there's a blog up on the, on the webpage. We've combined our blogs, So now we just have like a blog page. So it's not like Paul's blog and Sherry's blog. So it's just like they're combined now. Yeah. Um, You've been talking about doing that for a couple of months and it took you what 10 minutes? Yeah. Finally, while do it? we were talking
0: about whether we should, I just did it.
1: <laughs> Let's just do it now. Um, but yeah, this word cultivate is a weird one. And you know, it always I always thought it was weird because I have this piece of garden equipment called a cultivator. Um, I won't tell you what it looks like. Go to the blog, take a look at it, give it a read. <laughs> you know, but the only time that I really hear the word used in in conversation is like in the health wellness. Uh-huh. Meditation yoga community. They were talking about cultivating this and cultivating that, and um, I I you really don't. The only time I actually see it in the gardening or hear the word in the gardening realm is like at Lowe's. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking, it's like oh, there's a cultivate. <laughs> you know, I I mean, I don't go to the garden. It's like hmm, I need to cultivate this. I mean, you just kind of get the equipment and you sort of go. So this word was curious to me because, you know. I, I don't think gardening st- stole it from yoga or a or meditation practice. I think, you know, it was, it was, um, sort of borrowed and sort of side sidetracked from, from gardening. It's like, ah, oh, this is a good word that mm-hmm. describes a little bit of what, what we're doing in the, in a mindfulness or a meditation or a yoga practice we're cultivating, you know, um, and so, what that what that really means to cultivate something, cultivating because you know in the in the meditation, mindfulness, yoga realm, they're gonna be like cultivate your practice, cultivating good intentions, cultivating loving kindness, cultivating, cultivating, cultivating. cultivating. It's like it's if if you do like how often or different words used, that one's gonna pop up pretty high at the top, you mm-hmm. know, just because it's just so used for so because it works so well, I think in that. So this was more of a what. It was not like, what does it mean to cultivate a meditation practice? It's like, what does it mean to cultivate in the garden? So yeah. when you're guard- like literally gardening, what is the act of cultivation? It's like, what does it mean to cultivate something? And it's, it's not as pretty or as elegant or as clean as it looks. You know, yeah. it, it's a pretty violent, destructive process, you know. Yet well, it must be done. Yet it must be done.
0: Well, I think that that whether or not it's a violent process is an interesting question because, like, you look at the thing, and I think you even point this out in the blog post, like, it looks like a weapon. Yeah. Right? right. But why do we think that? Only because, like, our minds are so entrenched in, like, warfare and not in... Yeah, Right. Like, cultivation is so foreign to us, right? Yeah,
1: it's like if I was going into battle and all I had at my... Dis- it's like, you, you're going to run into Lowe's and <laughs> you have five minutes and come out with whatever you want. I think like I might grab a cultivator,
0: you know. Right. Like- <laughs> I feel like those show up in zombie movies, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It seems like a good tool. Um, but, like, it's, a, it's ultimately a transformation tool. Yeah. And I think that's why it shows up in yoga because the interest is in transformation not just domination and like when we use it as a weapon it is it's a domination tool but like yeah you're not trying to destroy the ground beneath you in the garden you're trying to transform it
1: yeah with in in an intentional way Mm -hmm. it's like you don't do it um you're not going to do it you're not going to cultivate your garden Like, I almost feel like 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 literally, we are actually literally talking about a space of land, a piece of land (laughs) that you want to grow stuff on. You know, we're not using metaphor here to talk about your mindfulness practice or anything. Um, And it's like stuff's grown there already, and this is sort of what the article goes into. It's like stuff's grown there already. Mm -hmm. It's, but it's not the, it's not the stuff, it's not the intentional stuff that you want, Um, because you want to do this other stuff. You want to grow some tomatoes. You want to grow some basil. You want to grow some other things. Uh, if you just kind of throw seeds out there um, amongst the weeds, not much will go- not much will happen. You know, right. not much will grow. You're not going to get a lot of like this lush, vibrant crop of stuff that you can use for your own good um, and nutrition and taste and all that other kind of good stuff that we want to do. Right? Um, probably they're probably not going to grow at all. Right. So a big part of this is like the the ground left to itself will grow things. You know, is that what you want? You know, do you want sawgrass? Do you want weeds? Do you want a bunch of dandelions? The greens of which are delightful. Do you Mm -hmm. want, you know, so some of that stuff is kind of okay and some of that stuff is just like choking out the soil and not doing much. Right. Uh, how How do you get this piece of land into shape? How do you get this piece of ground into shape that you can grow the things that you know are going to be of service to you and are going to benefit you and, and do well mm-hmm. and enter the cultivator right <laughs> you know enter the cultivator it's like well all this uh all this uh invasive sawgrass is doing me no good so it's got to come out yeah and uh this this big patch of weeds over here uh that's got to come out and not to not to make something happen but to allow the arising of something happening in its place So it's like the work is not, it's like all you have to do for the stuff to grow once they get the land prepped is go out there and water it. Mm -hmm. You know, these days, pretty much daily, you know, but um, it's like I just, I can be in and out of the garden in a half an hour, you know, with everything done that it needs to do. Right. The cultivation took weeks you know, At the beginning, especially when I first took that space over, it took weeks, you know, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. It's like, I don't want any of this here. Yeah. You know, not that it isn't great, not that it isn't photosynthetic. It's just not what the, it's just not what that piece of ground is, is to be done with. Right. And It's not what if, you want
0: to feed yourself it's with. It's not what you want to
1: feed yourself with, you know, yeah. so let's, we, there might be some stuff that we got to yank out and there might be some soil that needs to get loosened up and turned over to... Prep the ground as best we can for something different, uh, different to show. Well, and I think part of
0: what's really interesting about that whole process is it it requires that you kind of make peace with whatever actually is there. Like, you can't just go in hoping that it's the way you wish it was. You can't pretend that it's a luscious, perfect garden. You have to get really curious with what's actually there. Like, what is growing here? Yeah. What does the soil look like? And, you know, like you point out in the piece, like, you know, around these parts, it's like clay. Clay yeah, you get a lot everywhere, of clay in right? Fairfax County. And yeah. Clay has many uses growing yummy vegetables. It's not necessarily it's not among amongst them. them. Um, so, part of the cultivation process isn't just like breaking things down, but also like really taking stock of what's there yeah um and for sure what's worth keeping and what what is worth transforming
1: yeah and it's yeah it's not like just yank out the old plants and plant new ones it's like what are the qualities and properties of the soil that we're planting this stuff in
0: yeah
1: you know so things can grow here you know but i might have to do some 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 other work on the actual soil itself turn it over do a little put some more organics in it yeah you know get a little more airflow through and Going, th- going through here, you know, get some worms involved, yeah. you know, um, get some nitrogen in the soil, however I can. So, but yeah, it does, it does require an honest assessment of what we're actually looking at here. And I think that's where the whole process start. You show up and you say, all right, what do we got? Mm-hmm. What do we got? And and that's that very first turning of the, the eye towards what is mm-hmm. um, that allows you to progress from there. And I mean, there's a reason why they, they call this uh, going through the weeds, you know, mm-hmm. when, when when we start a a meditation or a mindfulness practice, it's like, just so you know, <laughs> at, at the beginning and sometimes in the middle and occasionally later on as well, you know, it might get a little dicey, you know, it might be a little rough at, at times, you know, because yeah. you're going to, you're going to see some stuff that you you just don't like. Yeah. You know, you're gonna see some some honesty and some truth about yourself that you might think, you know what, why this isn't serving me.
0: Well it's also like now I'm thinking, don't we also say like stuff crops up like Yeah. Yeah Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Cropped up ideas an idea is is germinating.
0: Yeah. So stuff yeah, stuff emerges. Um yeah, and, and part of it is um, you know, Playing more into the metaphor, thinking of like what's within us, we don't know or remember everything that's been planted. No, um, no, we don't. And so that's why, just like weeds show up in your garden, and you're like, "I didn't plant this." Um, doesn't mean yet, it didn't yet. take root.
1: Yeah, yet there it is. You know, yeah, so and is. that's the that's the that's the honest truth part of it. Yeah. Like yet there it is. Yeah. So and the, the good news is like. You don't really have to spend, you know, tons of time thinking about, worrying about, angsting over, coming up with a backstory of how what is there got there. This matter. Yeah. It's right. Just there. It's there. Yeah. It's there. It's like, is this to be here or not? And it's like this is not serving me. It's like awesome. I mean. There's curiosity to the, I wonder how that got there, you know, and I'll, I'll do this myself and I'll also talk about it sometimes, you know, if asked, um, how did this come to be this way? Why do I think this way? Why do I, you know, and I, I will, because it's, it's tempting. There's some satisfaction it. go back and dig through the, the archives of my own life a little bit and try to pick out why did that happen? What, what is going on there? Can I, what, what's to be understood about why this is here? you know, uh, and, and what's going on here. And and there's some satisfaction that I do find in that, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to spend my life there. Right. Cause then it's like, you miss the, the you never actually plant anything yeah. if you're spending all your time trying to wonder where the weeds came from. Cause right. u- ultimately it's like, there's, there's that that can be done. And you know, if somebody wants to do that and if, if that is meaningful and important to somebody, absolutely do it. Yeah. You know, that in no way changes the work. Right. It's like just because you understand why the why the invasive you know, sawgrass is there. Oh, I understand why it's there. It it's still there. That doesn't make it go away. I mean <laughs> that, right. that that's not actually doing the that's that, that's not actually the work yeah. to unwind that, you know. Well
0: and and to be clear, like the weeds don't show up in your garden because you're a negligent gardener. Right. No, they don't. No. That's they don't. just how It's just how things emerge, right? The earth brings
1: forth, you know, the earth brings forth.
0: Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, the extraction of that weed becomes uh, kind of a tricky thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because I think when weeds pop up, right, in the garden or within our lives, right? Right. um, The impulse is just to, like, grab them and be done with it. Give it it a yank. And that doesn't always work. I remember um, when I was a kid... My dad um, cares tremendously for his lawn. Uh, mm. He's very proud of his lawn. If you drive through uh, my childhood neighborhood even today, you will notice that he has a fine lawn. Mm. Um, very consistent grass. He does not care for dandelions. Um, and dandelions need to be extracted from the yard because they do not fit in. Right. Um but, like, you can't just pluck the head off of it and be done, right? And we had a special little tool, like, with a little forked in. Thing. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, yeah, there's an actual specific dandelion dandelion tool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. Um, designed just for this purpose, to remove the dandelion, but not to upset the beautiful, evenly trimmed grass next to it. Yeah, right. Um. It's Does like PR- that long
1: piece of metal and it's got little forked, kind of flat forked. Yeah, forked exactly. Kind of blade and, at the end of it, yeah.
0: Yep, and you got to insert it just so and just so. pop it up and, yep. Um, yeah, it's very important that you extract that thing well or it will, you know, it will either come back or it, again, it yeah. will upset the good stuff that you've planted around it.
1: Right, right. Um yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a couple of stuff that grows uh, here in Fairfax County. Um, they're very viney, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of kind of viney. And it's like they will they will find the nearest plant and they'll start wrapping themselves around it pretty tight. And it's mm-hmm. like if you just yank it, you're gonna tear the whole, yeah, you're gonna tear the whole thing out. So sometimes it needs to be gently, gently uh, unwound mm-hmm. from the plant that it's growing in, and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a violent act. Um, a lot of times when I'm pulling weeds, you know, much like in the dandelion case, if you hear, if you hear the sound of like roots breaking and stems stems breaking, it's like, you're not doing it right. It's like, you're going to see that again in a couple of days. It's just going to go right back, you know? So it's like, you got to there's a little bit of working that, that I feel like I do, um, to make sure that when I, when I pull it, I get it all and I still don't get it all, you know? Um, uh, you know, it helps after a rain, or you know, after the ground's a little wet. You can kind of get in there a little bit. You can kind of reach down pretty low, sometimes below the soil, and find where the roots really kind of start. And just sort of, mm-hmm. and don't yank. Just sort of shimmy it back and forth a little bit, and kind of pull it out, as best right. you can. And yeah, do the, so it's like you can be gentle with these things as you remove them, mm-hmm. because they are a product of your your experience, your mind, your life you're you know they're there Mm -hmm. they're there you know that doesn't mean you have to be mean to any of it you know you you can be nice to all of it and i think it's great you're a beautiful plant thank you for growing it's time to go yeah i will compost you though (laughs) And you may contribute to, you know, you contribute your nutritive uh, gravitas to whatever whatever comes next.
0: Well, yeah, you can contribute to the garden, but not in this particular manifestation.
1: Right, right. And we can still talk about it. Hey, remember that weed? Yeah, that was awesome. And it was a weed. So some of them grow fast. It's like, oh, man, some of them just shoot up. You know, if I if I give it a couple of days, like if it rains and I don't go up for a couple of days because it rained a lot, yeah, I'll come back and it's like, where did all these weeds come from? The unwatched un, you know, the sutras talk about this. It's like the the things that uh, the things that grow from an untended mind. You wouldn't right.
0: believe. Well, and that's why I think um, meditation early on was like so disconcerting to me because. Um, I don't think I understood how <laughs> how unwieldy my brain was, right? Like Oh there yeah. Were, there were a lot of weeds in there. Um yeah. and for a lo- the longest time it was easier instead of stopping and tending to what was there, it was easier to just, you know, not go in, right? Like Right. You know, whoever you took that garden plot over from, at some point they decided, instead of dealing with this, let's just not go there,
1: or go there and realize that there are thorny things and he'd come out, you know. Yeah. Pretty torn up.
0: Right. So they just left it for someone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, every garden can be cultivated, though. You know, none is a, none are impenetrable. And, um, it's also important to, I mean, how, how intertwined can we make these metaphors between the garden and our lives, right? Um, I mean, soil type, soil type dictates what grows, you know, in in many ways, um, not just like what kind of soil it is, but like the pH of the soil and Mm -hmm. what else is it, you know, is it deep or is it shallow? Is it on bedrock or is it blah, you know, under clay or what's, what's going on in there? You know, and everybody's, everybody's garden plot is different, Mm -hmm. you know, so the goal is to not make them all look the same and grow the same stuff. You grow the thing that is to be grown with the soil that you have, you know, what grows, what grows best here, you know? So, I mean, we also don't want to think that there's like this idealized, you know, um, set of crops that, you know, the truly, the truly excellent and awakened gardener will grow these things you know, it, it doesn't really work that way. I mean, I was just talking to somebody. who see the yesterday.
0: potato famine.
1: Right, right. Um, I was talking to one of the other gardeners uh, yesterday who's just a couple down from me in, in the garden spaces. And it's like, it's all just an experiment. It's like, there's there's... There's not, you, you called me on this a couple of episodes ago. I think you did it actually. I think we recorded it. It's like, it's not like I'm a total rank amateur here. I mean, I say, eh, I really don't know what I'm doing as plant stuff. It's like, well, that's not really true. I mean, I figured out a couple of things on what I know this is going to kill this thing. If I do this, <laughs> I know for a fact, this is not going to grow. Is like, I know that how often I have to water this. I know how that, I know how it goes. Um, so I'm not a, I'm not as uh, you literally as,
0: teach students how plants work. Yeah, I mean.
1: really, really. So it's like, well, I just don't want to have to admit that I screwed up when something dies. Mm. Is is all it really is? I think. Um, but yeah, this is all just a big experiment, you know. And it's like, you're let's try this. Ooh, this is interesting. Let's see if this grows. You know, and that is that experimental, curious approach that we can take on what what can i kindly do with this land that will grow things and um let's see what grows let's mm-hmm. see what grows and and what we can do with it and it's like i'm going to grow this and i'm going to make it look like this and i'm going to spend huge amounts of time and energy making it look exactly what i think it's going to look like and it's like oh my god i'm already exhausted thinking about the work involved in doing that it's like i'm going to do some experimenting and see what happens. I'm going to check out and see what kind of soil I got, try some different stuff and see what, see what grows, you know? Yeah. And which is why, I mean, if you go up there and look at, at the different garden spaces in that, in that area, everybody's looks completely different. Everybody's is completely different. Much like us <laughs> here on earth, I might say, you know, um, it's like, well, of course everybody's is different. How could it not be that way? Um, and, and, you know, so everybody's just kind of doing the best they can with the soil they got, but that doesn't mean that you don't have some uh responsibility in in the tending of it. Yeah. You know, if you really want if you really want some good stuff to grow, it's gonna take a little bit of time and, and effort and some work and some honesty. And being able to be comfortable with being a little bit uncomfortable sometimes at at how this grows and, and what's there and saying, uh-huh. you know, it's all right. It's okay. Um, let's start now is something that we can do
0: yeah absolutely yeah you know the only plant that i have at this point is my african violet which is thriving
1: yes it's in a window
0: um yeah i learned that she prefers west-facing windows Ah. and so i moved her i also as a kind of random experiment decided uh, to see if she might like some coffee grounds. Hmm. I've and heard that. She loves them. Like, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so after I tried that, I looked up like what kind of like DIY fertilizer for African <laughs> violets. And it turns out a mixture of coffee grounds and like dried eggshells is like, oh, nice. Key. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we changed our window, we added some fertilizer, we changed the watering, like tendencies, and Mm -hmm. like now that little thing's thriving. Cool. Um, Lots of new leaves, and it's exciting. Um, But then Eric was like, yeah, let's get two more, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. whoa, whoa. Let me go on here. Let's
0: keep one thing alive (laughs) at a time.
1: A couple more, maybe one sometime later. After yeah. this one, is walking
0: right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is you know? this how people end up with multiple children? <laughs> yeah, I like... think it is.
1: It's like, wow, this one's great. Let's have another one. It's like, eh, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say uh, uh, it's like you you it's like light roast, dark roast, medium roast. Does it like you know Indonesian coffee? <laughs> Does it prefer South American? You yeah. <laughs> 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 really did a deep dive on what grind and what uh, what region. Well, you know, I do have it, further it questions
0: on that, right? Like because. Um... Yeah, like how dry should it be before, um, and like does it matter? Yeah, whether that's a big one. That's brewed? a big one. I
1: mean, that's a big question,
0: right? Brood yeah. or cold brewed, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. They release big different questions. oils that way, so they
1: do. Yeah, they do. Um, for sure.
0: Yeah, and how much coffee, right? Like, it's a question for us too. Like, how much coffee is the right amount, and
1: for us in African violets.
0: Yeah. Right now, she's gonna get one once. She's gonna get some once a month.
1: Nice. It's probably enough. I think so. Does it have to dry out between, I mean, is it recommended that it completely dries out before watering or?
0: The internet recommended it, but um, I just, I introduced it, yeah. it while it was still moist, but cool. I didn't want to burn mm. it. No, no. Um, and then I kind of used a, uh, a chopstick to kind of tuck it in. so that Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Because the African violet prefers a looser soil.
1: Yeah, I cooked a couple of things, chemically cooked, a couple of things up at, uh, up at my space, um, up at the garden. And I will make a further metaphor with a mindfulness practice here, if you pay attention and stay stay till the end. Um, uh, I was referring this one space that we have up there, um, just totally, totally, it was overgrown. It was a disaster. It's like this it's clearly had not been worked in several years. It's like sometimes it's like there's a leftover squash or this random lettuce is growing. I mean, there was nothing in this spot. I mean, it was like, it, I think the soil could barely support life. Like it was completely, mm-hmm. completely organic. Organics were all flushed out. And it was actually like sunk into the mm-hmm. ground. It's like, oh man, this is a disaster. And I've been working on that spot for a couple of years trying to get stuff to grow. And it's like every year I just throw on more organics, more wood chips, more leaf litter, more. Uh, we get um, the garden spaces uh, here in Reston. Receive a, I think it's a donation of the Fairfax County Mounted Police hmm. um, horse manure, right? Nice. So come out there on a, on a lucky spring day and you'll see a huge, gigantic dump truck pile of horse poop, mm-hmm. um, which you know, it was, you said i let it sit there for a year or so and then it, it you know, gets less funky and it gets something you can actually use. And I was just real piling it on. I was just piling it on out there trying to get as much, as many organics on as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as much nutrition into the soil as I possibly could. And I think I overdid it a little bit and a couple of things got nitrogen or phosphorus cooked. Mm. You know, I changed the pH a little too quick. Um, First, Because stuff was already planted a little bit there and, and I think it... Uh, rained a couple of times, and the runoff from it just sort of cooked a couple of things, um, and the leaves turn yellow and then they drop off, and it's like, what's going on? But it's a beautiful day. But it's like too much phosphorus, dude. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> they're panicking. Yeah, but that gets to it too. I mean, you don't have to do it all at once. You know, mm-hmm. here comes the here comes the analogy, right? You don't have to do it all at once, though. It's like, okay, my, you don't have to cultivate your field and tear all the weeds out and make it perfect in one day. Yeah, in one day, you know, it's like. 15, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. It'll happen. Just do a little bit each day. Do a right. little bit each couple of days, you know, and before you know it, you'll start seeing results.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's one reason that I kind of like going back and listening to bits of like an old podcast, right, is mm-hmm. you can really see or hear, I guess, um, how thinking evolves over time yeah um right and i think when you're when you're living in it like you know sometimes i think i am the exact same person that i have always been and yet i am totally not and both things seem to be true yeah and so i think like looking back and seeing like what's grown over the last year or two is really interesting
1: yeah yeah um, I've said the same thing. I mean, I I've said on occasion. It doesn't sound kind when I say it, but but I'm, I always afterwards I always say no, really, it's a good thing. Um, I'm a much better person now than I was. It's like I'm, I'm a much nicer person now than I'm a much kinder person than I was now. Trust me. It's like, yeah, you, young Paul, you would have been fine. Nothing bad would have happened. I'm a much better person now than I was. You know, and it's because I remember. I mean, everybody's done dumb shit in their life, right? right, Mm -hmm. right. Please tell me I'm right when I say that. Um, I'm a much better person now than I was. But at the same, in the same breath almost though, I'll say, you know what? I feel exactly the same way that I did when I was 17. It's like, I'm clearly the exact same person that I was. But then it's like, the next thing I'll say is I'm a much better person than I was. I'm a much different person than I used Mm -hmm. to be. But both of those can be true. Yeah. And it's like, well, I did live every day of my life between then and now. And Mm -hmm. I only did what seemed like the next thing that was to be done. And it was like, yeah, I mean, some days it was pretty, pretty the same for a long stretch of time. And sometimes change came very, very quickly. Um, and isn't that just the way that it seems to be?
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. Isn't that the way it seems to go? Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of this African violet, I take pictures of it like on regular occasions because I think if I'm looking at it every day, it looks the same every day. Yeah. Um, But then I was gone for five days for uh, a silent retreat. And when I came back, I looked at that plant and I was like, goodness, goodness, you have grown. There's like new little buds and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delightful. And so, yeah, um, you don't have to watch stuff. It's just trust it has what it needs and it'll grow. Yeah. You know, um, did you say a silent retreat?
0: I did. I knew you we might, come back. We back might come back. We might come back to this later.
1: This might be its own separate episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, What'd you do? What'd you well, do? you What'd know, you I think a nice jumping off place from this point to the next will be to ask like, what happens in the silence and what happens in the dark?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Like what's know. happening under the soil?
1: Yeah. Stuff happens down there.
0: Yeah. And Tune stuff you don't always we see.
1: Stuff you don't see.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: You know, everything can look the same. No, it's pretty different. Things mm-hmm. can be pretty different. You know, yeah. depending on how much attention and things get and depending on the conditions that, you know, are allowed to to arise. And that's mm-hmm. what I think what the cultivation piece was about. And uh, I think you pretty much lived that <laughs> experience pretty recently, possibly to be talked about in a podcast later. Yeah, but we'll not necessarily out. next week, you know. Um,
0: yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find things out. will emerge when they're ready.
1: Yeah. So uh, we have a couple of yeah. Speaking of that, you know. Uh, so we have a couple of new writings that are out uh, into the world. So you published um, that piece and uh, writer, scholar, activist,
0: teacher, scholar,
1: teacher. Like I was close. I was so close. You are so uh, close. Teacher, scholar, activist, of which you are a uh, extraordinary example of of all three. And, uh, mine is up in the, in the blogs mm-hmm. in the blogs. So we'll put a link into the show notes for that as well, even though everybody already knows where that is, yeah. we'll make it easy on folks and check the socials, mm-hmm. you know, for links to that as well. And, um, there's a couple other things I wrote. Um, will they're not quite ready for prime time. Yeah. Right? I think you could say the same. You got one that you,
0: uh, have got, one. You got, um, you got
1: working on, you're working yeah. on one.
0: I have one that I think I wrote it before I left, and uh, I, it might need some minor pokage. Yeah. And then it might yeah. be up uh, maybe even before this episode comes out. So, um, yeah, but yeah, so keep an eye on the blog. There's now just one.
1: Yeah, I don't want to give away the goods on what the content of that one is quite yet, but yeah. it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, keep an eye. Yeah, keep, keep an, eye. an eye. Cool. Cool. There it is so I'm curious what our listeners would say uh, when if if they get in because one thing I know because it's like I, I said this earlier on it's like I'll go every every four months I'll post a blog and it's like that's not really true it's like I'll post four and then a long time will pass then I'll post two quick so it's like it you know the the writing've we've talked about this on the podcast my my writing. Proficiency sort of waxes, <laughs> waxes and wanes, and it feels like it's on an upswing these days. I yeah. what, uh, well, you goes know, wonder what. Well, you know, part others. of that
0: I think has a little bit to do with the fact that between November of last year and like what March, we wrote probably close to like 500 pages together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. it's not like the words aren't flowing, my friend.
1: Yeah, that's true. They're yeah, just
0: flowing a to a off-site location
1: yeah and uh who has eyes on what at this point right so yeah so public facing or something for something for later
0: something for later yeah cool
1: long story short more is coming soon
0: stay tuned
1: stay tuned stay tuned awesome have a lovely friday this is podcast recording friday we're doing this week it is have a
0: lovely friday dr spiegel it's good to be back recording what our listeners don't know is it's been actually over a week i guess yeah
1: it has yeah it has it's been over a week
0: yeah so it's good to be back behind the microphone
1: it's almost been two
0: i think you're right what did we record the friday before i left
1: yeah yeah we had two in the bag yeah yeah we had two in the bag so yeah awesome
0: cool 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 episode 70 episode 70
1: Welcome to summer. Welcome to season six. Yes. All that other cool stuff. Boop boop. Uh, boop, boop. I will tell you what season six is going to be about, but I don't know yet. So we'll talk to everybody soon.
0: <laughs> Something will
1: cultivate. <laughs> Something will happen. Something will cultivate. The conditions yeah. are in place. See you, Sherry. See ya. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel. Paul Fitzgerald and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.
0: Paul and Sherry have a podcast. Paul Fitzgerald podcast,
2: yes! Yes!